Constellation. 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 I looked at myself and I thought, I am healthy. I am wealthy. Welcome to Pretty Intuitive Podcast, an inclusive podcast that embraces the human experience through a spiritual lens while also uplifting BIPOC, LGBTQIA. Plus and neurodivergent voices. I'm Mikey Oreya, a creative, intuitive, and self-empowerment catalyst who helps connect humans to their intuitive gifts and embrace the magic of being themselves. I work with goddesses, archetypes, and ancestors to propel you to be brave in expressing and affirming your authentic self in your everyday life. Welcome to this potent space. Before we dive into this episode, I want to give a quick trigger warning that there would be discussions about depression, blood, and needles. Hello, hello. welcome to Pretty Intuitive Podcast. I'm your host, Nike. Welcome back, 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 back again. Um, I'm so glad that you're here with me, starting off your week with Pretty Intuitive Podcast. I'm really excited for today's topic, as always, but before we dive in, just a couple of announcements. I have a Pretty Intuitive community group on Facebook. So if you would like to be a part of a community and meet other pretty intuitives and discuss things that are popping up from the episodes and just in general, please check it out. The link will be in the bio. I also do, sometimes I connect with um, goddesses. Sometimes I help up your ancestry. It's just a way to just build community and connect in a really intentional um, space. So check that out. The link is in the bio. Also, I do goddess messages every single day. I channel goddesses and I take a message for the day that's reflective of the energy of the collective. And then I deliver a message through your phone to you. Oh, that was a weird way to explain it, but basically it's a subscription service where I channel daily messages from goddess with empowering messages to help, you know, connect you to divine feminine energy, while also a lot of people have told me it's like very encouraging, especially when they're feeling a little out of sorts or maybe... It's harder to tap into their intuition one day. So um, it's only $333 per month, just messages Monday through Friday. So if you're interested, I'll also put the link down below. All right, so let's just get right into this episode. I have come to this realization so much lately not only because of like the people around me and my coaching clients, but because of myself as well. And it's amazing the lessons that come through that are reflective of like just every aspect of your reality, like yourself and the shadow work you're going through and then the people you're talking um, to. And it's just like, wow, this is really coming up for everyone. And it's almost also in the sense that 
it's coming up for the collective because we're about to move in a direction with the collective. So I'm really excited to dive into this episode and talk about it. Let's just talk about it. (laughs) So what I've noticed with around this topic and the energy of the now, which is amazing too, because today is the new moon in Virgo. It's also the day that I am channeling ancestral connection and I'm doing an ancestral um, healing circle through Patreon. So it would be really interesting to tap into this energy. And I think this is really related to um, ancestral healing as well, an aspect of it is the coping mechanisms, the coping tools that we used to use to soothe ourselves are just no longer serving us or working for us anymore. And it's becoming very clear and even painful for a lot of us. Let's talk about coping mechanisms. So coping mechanisms are things that you indulge in in order to soothe you. They're things that we use like techniques that we rely on to feel better during tough times or situations um and they can either be like toxic too or just like not so toxic but regardless if something is um toxic or not if it doesn't serve you it doesn't serve you and so I feel like a lot of us me myself included are starting to hit a wall with our coping skills. Like it's just not happening anymore. The things that we used to use to support us in one aspect of our healing, our anxiety, or just like the cycles that we've continuously been on are just not working anymore. They're making us feel worse. They're affecting our mental health. They're not as soothing as they once were. Um, An example that keeps popping up is once I was talking to someone who uses CBC, uh, CBC, CBD to help regulate their anxiety. And so they used it quite regularly. And for a long time, two years, that was really helping them and serving them with their anxiety. And then they realized that they just didn't need it anymore. And not only did they not need it, it was just actually affecting them in more of a negative way than a helpful way. And so they usually made the decision, even though this was a part of a routine and a coping um, mechanism, they made the decision to stop using it because they're just no longer serving them. And that's like a physical thing, right? Like a substance that you're taking to support you. But we do this with things that are outside of substances as well. Like the cycles that we're in and the actions that we take in order to soothe ourselves, the people that we talk to in order to soothe ourselves, even the things and pages that we follow on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok that used to soothe us and just no longer are soothing us or helping us in a way that is beneficial to us and even beneficial like not necessarily positively but just like something that's soothing like not everything that's soothing is positive either um or something that necessarily enhances our life it just is something that helps us get through tougher times and there's a couple reasons why our coping skills just don't no longer work um 
anything that changes our thoughts, our emotions, or like any part of healing is going to change our outside world. And that doesn't necessarily mean like the trees are going to look greener, the flowers are going to grow faster. It's literally that the things that we've used outside of ourselves are going to start to change once we change within ourselves. So the actions that we once took are going to change. The coping mechanisms we once did are going to change. The people that we um, want to interact with are going to shift. So as we change our mindsets, we tap more into our emotions and we recognize situations and cycles that are harmful or that are from trauma, it's going to affect the way that we have dealt with those things before. It's even like, you could also think about tolerance and medicine, right? Like if um, you're, ta you're taking antidepressants to help you through depression of uh, depressive, um, time, you know, it's regulated by your doctor, um, everything like that, your body can build a tolerance to medicine. Do y'all know that? Your body can build a tolerance to medicine. And then that antidepressant might not even work anymore, even though you're using that to soothe this part of your mental health. And it might not be as effective. But the same thing could be reflective of like, Globally, this pandemic is a huge, huge example of that. Um, a, a, a prime example can be all the racial, social things that were now being really, really seen outside of the communities that they were affected or affecting with um, BLM and with the hate against Asians and things like that, even a scope, a range that um, extends to all BIPOC people. And people realize that the coping mechanisms that they used to do in order to ignore racism or to be ignorant to racism was no longer working for them. It was in their face. The situation, how it showed up was different. The way that people were talking about it was different. And some people just literally could not cope or they realized that they could no longer use the things, the blinders that they were using in order to ignore a core issue. And that affected so many people at the same time, I think. Um, so it's changing the things that we used to do in order to either see us in a healthy way, in a way that really nurtured us, but also see us in a way that allowed us to put blinders and ignore the core issue are just not working anymore. And it's becoming increasingly more um, clear and evident. But it's also an opportunity where you're in this in-between where you can really analyze things that are coming up and you can learn new coping skills. So coping skills aren't bad. Coping mechanisms aren't bad. We all need something to help cope us uh, cope us that's not really a word but we all need something to soothe us to nurture us to support us 
And it's really the time to kind of determine, okay, what kind of coping mechanism or skill can I take on that's really going to be nurturing at this time and not bypassing? Or you could also choose to bypass. I mean, this is really where you have autonomy over your healing. It's like, oh, this is coming up. What are we going to do now? Like, how are we going to shift? Um, and that's also when, like, especially if you're within your healing, that's also when you're able to try new things and things that maybe you've tried before that you weren't ready for can come back up and you can revisit it. For example, if you first started healing and you tried to meditate and meditation wasn't really helpful for you or it was really hard for you to do so, I mean, a couple years later, you could totally try again because you're in a different space. You have a different understanding. Maybe you're more in tune with your body and stillness. And so the, it could be a different outcome for you that could actually be more soothing than it once was. And so also with what comes with this is two things. I think self-compassion and acceptance and also ancestral healing that might be coming up with these cycles and coping mechanisms. Let's actually talk about the ancestral part. So I've noticed with a lot of people I've been doing ancestral healing with also is that the cycles and the coping mechanisms that have came and almost like naturally, like it's just something that's happened, is also related to their generational trauma. So the way that they've um, entered what feels like a cycle or even like a generational curse and they recognize that and then the methods that they use to soothe are even very related to generational or cultural trauma that has occurred. And so this is really important to examine as well because this is an opportunity not only to heal and to um to further nurture yourself, but it's also an opportunity to heal and nurture your lineage when it's related to generational or ancestral trauma. Now it's like understanding, well, how do I know if it is? Regardless of your healing, you're healing. And that's a beautiful thing about healing. It's not that, oh, if I heal this one aspect, I'm only healing this. And if I heal this other aspect, I'm only able to heal this. But I think it's also understanding that, yeah, our ancestors have passed down coping mechanisms from generational situations, from the period of the times, and especially BIPOC people have kind of been passed down things that have really been a part and instrumental in their survival. And then we use those things but without realizing that they don't serve us because we're not in that fight or flight stage that our ancestors once were. I mean, times have changed uh, for some situations, times to have changed a lot. For other situations, maybe not so much. However, 
regardless, the environment and the way that it shows up has changed. And so the same coping mechanisms that our ancestors have kind of passed down to us may have even served us for a little bit, but aren't serving us, especially as we're navigating the world as it is today in the now. And sometimes we are stuck in the present or in the past with our coping mechanisms that don't really align with our present. I want to tap into fear really quickly because in our group coaching that I'm doing, um, we are tapping into fear and especially generational fear. And this kind of has to go with coping mechanisms, right? Because we use coping mechanisms in order to soothe a part of our fears, a part of our uh, pain. And the thing with fears and generational, um, the generational impact um, that has been on our fears is even our fears can come from generational trauma. Um, I'm trying to find a part where it was talking about this. Sorry, y'all. I am like teacher, teacher, even with my coaching, like things are organized. I have the slides, I have examples. <laughs> so, um, if you like that, maybe you should consider doing coaching with me. Okay, but acknowledging our fears and what may come from generational trauma is also acknowledging the coping mechanisms that can come from that trauma as well. So there's some fears that are just human fears, y'all. There's some fears that only humans have. A hu a big fear from um, my research and tapping in is like some people are afraid of blood. Some people are afraid of the sight of blood. Um, another fear that's coming up for me that I'm realizing is generational trauma, um, is the fear of needles for me. Like I have a fear of needles and especially seeing, um, when you do blood work, like seeing the needle enter your skin and then the blood, um, oh, trigger warning for blood. I'm going to say that, Ugh, I need to edit that in, um, so, so I know recently I've tapped in, um, because I've been doing some blood work, that's a generational fear. That's an ancestral feel that I need to heal around because something in my lineage had to do with that. And it's even like I have already recognized it through like my parents' generation and even the generation before that, that there's some fear around that and it probably extends more. My coping mechanism for that when I was younger was to pretend... Um, I used to like pinch myself before I was going to do it and laugh at the same time. I was a really weird kid, y'all. <laughs> but I used to like pinch myself to like practice like the pain. And then I used to like laugh through it. That was my coping mechanism. Um, when I was 18, that no longer served me. I remember vividly, I would go, I was getting my blood work and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't have any coping mechanisms to like help me, to sue me during this time. And I started crying and what ended up happening was my mom was there to hold my hand. And so that was like a new soothing thing. Now I'm older and my mom isn't even like close to me. So I had to find a new soothing tactic when it came to uh <laughs> when it came to doing blood work so recently what I did is um I what did I do before I think I just did like a quick like cleanse like body cleanse and then um just to like help ground myself and anchor myself and then I told the person doing my blood work I was like hey 
this is I'm really afraid of needles I don't really like seeing the blood can you help me by you know counting down and just doing it and then talking to me or would I be able to watch this video to distract me um to in order to make this easier for me and when I did it I was like wow that wasn't as bad as I thought I say this all to say, not only was I a kind of a weird kid <laughs> pinching myself and laughing every time I would get um, a needle put inside of me, <laughs> um, but it's also to say that n understanding now that that was part of ancestral trauma and then also recognizing I meet myself where I'm at in terms of my coping mechanisms like I was younger so laughing and pinching makes sense when you're seven years old I was 18 going through a transitional time I was about to go for college my life was changing I wasn't going to be in my parents house anymore so I needed my mother to soothe me makes sense I was meeting myself at that time and now I'm meeting myself as at this time so when coping mechanisms no longer serve you it's because they're not serving you in the now and your present self and you need to meet yourself where you're at otherwise it will become detrimental not only to you in a physical way but especially emotionally and mentally meeting yourself where you're at and reevaluating and acknowledging either the progression you've made or the regression is instrumental in our healing because our healing isn't linear. There's times where we're taking 10 steps forward and then we're taking 10 steps back and that is okay. And our coping mechanisms really reveal that, but also our ancestral trauma acknowledges that too because trauma and healing it is also not linear. And that is also okay. I'm going to shift gears a little bit to talk about like the self-compassion stuff. So we're learning now too that our coping mechanisms that aren't centering self-compassion and acceptance are just like not working as much or not working as long as they should have. And that's also okay. <laughs> Because a lot of us are just exhausted. We're tired. We're tired of beating ourselves up mentally, emotionally. We're tired of indulging in things that just aren't like making us feel better and making us feel icky. And it's completely valid, 100% valid. There's a lot of coping skills that people can use, and there's some that are just more effective than others, and it also depends on, like, what situation you're in. If you're in a really high-stress situation, your coping skill might be a little bit more dramatic. Um, but the thing with that also is... <laughs> When we say coping skills, it doesn't mean that it's negative too. A coping skill could be going to therapy at once a week. That's perfectly fine. And it kind of centers self-compassion because you're like, hey, I need to talk to someone. My feelings are coming up. I'm acknowledging them and I want a safe space in order to further dive in and explore it. But then it could also range to 
self-blame, which does not center self-compassion. And it's just you internalizing the issue and blaming yourself in order to cope because you feel like you have to blame something. So it's like more so, oh, I need to get control around this thing. I'm going to blame myself and it's going to be my problem. And I'm going to take the other thing on. But the thing about coping mechanisms is that again it's knowing are you serving yourself in the now and if not what why is it popping up now for you to kind of shift it because this is really again like I mentioned before earlier where you have autonomy over this aspect of your life so if you're engaging in a behavior that is not beneficial to you that's a cycle that's really like causing you more like sadness and harm emotionally and mentally and then now it's arising that the coping mechanism that you were using to deal with that is no longer serving you are you going to find another coping mechanism that um soothes the issue but doesn't help heal the issue are you going to find a coping mechanism that does help heal the issue or are you going to completely shift shift the behavior that you really have autonomy over that and either avenue you take there's none that's wrong or right even though in our head we might be like there is a right answer sure there's a there's a more linear avenue but it doesn't mean that's going to support you in the now and that's where you have to meet yourself in the now if you're not ready to break a cycle in the now don't set yourself up for failure you may be like no cycles are meant to break they are meant to break but they're also meant to show up when they show up and we're also meant to really take ourselves into consideration if you're finding a cycle of depression and using medication helps you Stopping using medication because you have interpreted it as being a coping mechanism that isn't uh, good, it doesn't mean that your depression's con- like the cycle of depression is going to stop because you have to meet yourself in the now and you have to be okay with like things are going to- aren't going to be perfect, my healing isn't going to be perfect, but that's okay. Because I'm still conscious that as a emotional being, I center my humanness and I validate those aspects of myself with compassion rather than shaming them or guilting them because I have this ideal picture of what healing should look like. Or I compare myself and my healing to where other people are at. And that's all I have to say about this topic. (laughs) So thank you so much for connecting with me in this intuitive space. Until next time, stay pretty intuitive. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and co-creating in this intentional space. 
If you would like to support the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Special thanks to Cutter for allowing us to use this I Am remix on the podcast.